0: You're listening to The Philip Jordan Show.
1: What's everybody? Welcome in to the Philip Jordan Show. Happy New Year, first episode of 2024, coming to you on New Year's Day. And uh, thank you for checking out the show. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer of the football on 96.9, the legend and Auburn writer for last word on college football. On today's show, it's just me going to be looking back at some of the bowl games around the SEC, the two on Friday and the three on Saturday. Give my thoughts on what happened. And uh, we'll look ahead to the college football playoff and the other bowl games coming up on Monday, today, January 1st. You can check out the Philip Jordan Show podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of this show. And if you leave just four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. All right, so we're going to look at the bowl games uh, around the SEC from Friday and Saturday. I uh, thought about maybe throwing in a and m State game, but that was from last Wednesday. We kind of touched on that a little bit on Friday's show uh, with me and Matt. And uh, everybody watching on YouTube, I am coming to you from Studio B uh, recording this on late, uh, early Sunday evening. Uh, before we can get it out for the New Year's Eve festivities begin uh, that I will be partaking in. But let's jump off uh, Friday in the Gator Bowl, an early one between Clemson and Kentucky. This was a fun game. Clemson won 38-35. Clemson won on a 12-play 68-yard drive with 2.22 uh, taken off the clock and then ended with Phil Moffa with a three-yard touchdown. Moffa had 71 yards on the game, but he also had four Touchdowns. Uh, K Clubnick added in a two point conversion to get up 38 35 when he connected with Josh Sapp. Uh, in the game, K Clubnick was 30 41 for 264. He did throw the one interception. Kentucky had a lead uh, late in the game. They had a 21 to 10 lead at 1.2 in the game, but four turnovers in the second half. Costly for Kentucky in this one. Two turnovers from quarterback Devin Leary. Also, Leary was 16-28 for 306, two touchdowns, like I said, two interceptions. Ray Davis had 63 yards in the game into one touchdown. Wide receiver Barry and Brown was super impressive in the game. He had three catches for 100 yards and one touchdown, 26 yards on the ground and one touchdown at 100 yards. Kickoff return for a touchdown. He had 226 total yards and three touchdowns in the game. Uh, for Kentucky, they end the year at seven and six. For Clemson, they close out at nine and four. Disappointing year, really, for both teams. Especially Clemson, they are always expecting to be in the Coastal War playoff uh, scenarios in the playoff itself. In Kentucky, I think, was kind of hoping for a better year with William Cohen coming back as coordinator. And then also Devin Leary. But they have Brock Vanderbilt coming in. They've done some good things in the portal and recruiting there in Kentucky. We'll see where that, that team is at. And Clemson, I project Clemson will be in the college football playoff next year when we go to 12 teams. I'm predicting they will be the ACC champion when all is said and done over there. Then on Friday night you had the cotton Bowl between Missouri and Ohio State, and if you sat through this whole game, uh, you deserve uh, some kind of financial compensation because this was a tough watch. I'll be honest with you, I yawned quite often in this game. Missouri wins 14 to 3 for an 11 to two season over Ohio State. It was three to zero going into the fourth quarter for Ohio State. They played two quarterbacks Devin Brown and Lincoln Keinholz at uh, the two quarterbacks. Uh, not great, uh, barely over 100 yards between the two, 106 yards. Uh, Brown was four of six before he got injured and left for 20 yards, and uh, Lincoln was six of 17 for 86 yards uh, in the game. Uh, Missouri scored on the first play of the fourth quarter to take a 7-3 to lead when running back Cody Schrader scored on a seven-yard touchdown. And overall, he had 29 carries for 128 yards and one touchdown quarterback brady cook he was solid he was decent game 11 18 128 one touchdown not much at with luther burden in this one but he had three catches 15 yards but he had one touchdown the touchdown came with five 12 left uh, in the game uh, off a 13 play 91 yard drive that took up six minutes and 10 seconds so really put the game away there with luther burden on the touchdown when you're looking at some stats in this game missouri had 4-16 on third down, but they were three of three on fourth down. Ohio State was two of fifteen on third down. Total yards, Missouri had three thirty-one. Ohio State had two of three, and in the running game, that's where Missouri dominated two hundred three yards to ninety-seven. But it's just you know kind of what you seeing now. What we see in the bowl games, you know, Tom McCord transfers out because of Syracuse. Still weird, you want to go from Ohio State to Syracuse, but. That was the deal there. Devin Brown goes down. This was He was making his first start for Ohio State. And then uh, the, the backup quarterback, Thurston quarterback, comes in. And Ohio State's offense just couldn't even go. Of course, Marvin Harrison Jr. did not play any game, didn't think he would. So that's kind of like what you get there in that one. Um, but, you know, great year. Great year for Missouri to go 11-2. and two. A lot of people didn't have them having a great year. Eli Draco had never had more than, what, five or six wins in a season. Never had a – winning record been at 500, but never a winning record, but great year for them. We'll see how they're able to capitalize that going into next season. So on Saturday. We had three games involving SEC teams, the peach bowl, Ole Miss defeated Penn state 38 to 35 and uh, the 25, excuse me. And it wasn't even that close in the second half. Ole Miss gets their 11th win of the year, 11 to two first time in program history have 11 wins in a season. Quarterback Jackson Dart had a big game, 379 yards, three touchdowns, and he even had a 15-yard reception in the first half off a Philly special. Uh, tied in Caden uh, Priestcorn had 10 catches for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Trey Harris had seven catches for 134. And Quinson Junkins, a lot of his yards came in the second half off 34 carries, 106 yards. He had a 14-yard touchdown catch in the third quarter to go up 31 17. It was 20 to 17 going into halftime. Both teams just going back and forth. Big plays offense, but the Ole Miss defense really clamped down there in the second half. Penn State quarterback Drew Aller was nine of 19 of 39 for 295 yards and two touchdowns. He threw one interception. And Tyler Warren had five catches, one 127 and zero touchdowns. Once again, Ole Miss goes to 11 and 2 to close out the season. And look what You've got the Jenkins coming back. You've got Dart coming back. Other skill position players coming back for Ole Miss team, and what they've done in the portal defensively, Ole Miss is going to be one of the teams. I'm going to throw it out here. Ole Miss will be a playoff team next year. Of the SEC teams that I think can make the postseason, Alabama and Georgia, obviously, I think Ole Miss is going to be one of them as well. I would not count out uh, LSU in that conversation, and then, of course, Texas. Next you remember Texas will be in the SEC, a 16-team conference next season. Now, let's look at the Music City Bowl. Auburn losing to Maryland 31-13, to three straight losing seasons for the Auburn Tigers as they lose to Maryland here out of the Big Ten. Uh, Maryland opened with a 21-0 first quarter lead. Auburn had three straight three and out, so it's fine. Maryland was going out of the field with backup quarterback Billy Edwards and Cameron Edge. They had touchdown passes. It got started, and Auburn had a chance to get off the field in the first possession. Missed tackles. Running back Roman Hemby had a 61-yard screen pass, and then Billy Edwards had a two-yard touchdown run to go in the game. Auburn only had 300 total yards. There was two times there in the first half. On the second possession there by Maryland for a score, there was a fumble. Auburn had – there was probably five or six different Auburn Tigers that had an opportunity – to jump on the ball, they were not able to do so. And there was another one late. Keon, Keontae Scott had a shot of interception. He wasn't able to get it. It was 21 to seven, but then it became 24 to seven there. And it really just in the Auburn defense played well after the first quarter, after being down 21 to zero. Just the offense could not get anything going. 76 yards rushing, rushing in the game, only 44 for Jock West Hunter. Didn't really understand much of the game plan there for Auburn in that one. Peyton Thorne was 13 of 27 for 84 yards. One touchdown. He threw one interception. A pick six that really put the game away there in the second half. Hank Brown came in late. uh, Last couple possessions for Auburn. Freshman Holden Garner came in before him. He was ineffective. He was one of six. He threw an interception. But Hank Brown was seven of nine, 132. uh, Led Auburn to a touchdown and almost another touchdown late. He really had to Zip on the ball he threw a great ball he was not indecisive like Peyton Thorne is at times so we'll see now going into this it was looked at that Peyton Thorne was the guy with all the talented receivers coming in uh, with the 2024 recruiting class but after the game when Hugh Freeze was asked about it he said the quarterback competition was wide. When asked about the game plan for Saturday in the Music City Bowl, Hugh Freeze had this to say. Well, obviously, I don't feel like it was an effective one. I didn't get too involved in it for the most part until this week because of recruiting and really wanted to kind of evaluate everything about our program. We didn't run the ball. It starts there. We have to go look at the run schemes that we had. And we and did we not play hard up front? I had to really look at a oh, huge quote there. It's really hard for me to tell, but they really dominated the line of scrimmage against us. They did load the box now. They forced us to. They had extra hats in the box for sure. And that's when you've got to be able to throw us some. But we didn't protect the passer well. It wasn't all that, all the O line. Sometimes the backs didn't get the protection right. But anytime you struggle like we did, it's not. I don't feel like the game plan was great. So we'll see. I kind of feel like this is just me speculating that maybe Ron Montgomery will not be back next season as Auburn's offensive coordinator. And they did have also good news on Saturday. Uh, Charles Kelly is coming over to be the new co-defensive coordinator. Obviously, he's coming from Colorado, and a lot of people, Auburn people are looking at that So, well, the Colorado defense was horrible. That's a completely different situation over there in Colorado. He had successful stints at Alabama, Tennessee, Florida State. He's also – a very good recruiter. Now, Wes McGriff is leaving the program, uh, DB's coach, as a spot where now Charles Kelly can slide into that. We'll see how he does with Ron Roberts as the uh, defensive coordinator there as well. But uh, Montgomery, I do not think he will be the offensive coordinator for Auburn. Next year, we'll see how that goes on that front. And finally, uh, we got the Orange Bowl. I think it's uh, fitting, I say, to talk about this one last because georgia defeating florida state this one 63 to 3 now we i think everybody pretty much thought this one would get ugly this one would turn bad but i did not see this one going the direction it went here um it was 42 to 3 halftime there's not much i can say here on this one carson beck 13 18 2 or 3 2 touchdowns kendall Milton, the running back, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Florida State on the game had 146 yards passing. Uh, Brock Glenn, the third-string quarterback, he's the guy that started against Louisville in the ACC championship game because Tate Rottermacher had hit the portal on Christmas Day. But uh, Glenn was 926, no touchdowns, two interceptions. They had 63 total yards rushing in the game. Uh, Georgia's 673 yards total, 301 through the air, 372 passing. Of course, with Florida State, they were out. Jordan Travis, we all know that, uh, what happened to him with the injury there late in the season. He was not there for the last two regular season games. Also, running back Trey Benson, wide receivers Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, tight end Jaheim Bell and defense lineman Jared First were a few of them. Uh, they had 23 opt-outs in the game. so It really was not a fair fight from the start in this one. I mean, Georgia would have been favored if all those guys were there, without a doubt. Georgia's one of the best teams in college football. That's why I say if you say you wanted the four best, why isn't Georgia still in there, even though they lost to Alabama? Now, who do you kick out? I don't know. Obviously, can't Alabama because they beat them. You had to have Texas in there, so I think it comes out. Would you remove Washington? I think you would if you put Georgia in there. But yeah, Georgia's one of the four best teams in college football. And uh, Kirby Smart had this to say in the press conference after the game. Just kind of about the whole situation where college football is at. All right. This comes from the Twitter account, uh, Brooks Austin, the audio I'm about to play for you guys. And I'm basically putting my phone into the microphone. I didn't upload this audio. So I hope the audio is good. I hope you can hear it. But here's what Kirby Smart said after the game.
0: Let me say something on that you didn't ask me that question. And maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe this will be a bad sound bite. <laughs> But people need to see what happened tonight, and they need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's still their own problem. All right? And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think things are going to change next year. You know what? There's gonna still be bowl
1: games outside of those. People gotta decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it. Because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that they had to play in that game, that didn't have their full arsenal. And it affected the game one hundred percent. Let me say something. All right, and that was like I said, that was Kirby Smart talking about what happened. You know, look, he knows he knows what happened. He knows the situation that, you know, Fortis State was, um, had a lot of their talent, all their NFL guys were gone, transfer portal or opt out. So, and he's right, if we're going to do this, it's bowl season is not as enjoyable as it used to be. I used to be a big on it. Um, and I think it's going to get worse with the 12 team playoff. I think you're going to have less and less of your top players playing, more opt outs, more transfer portal stuff. I don't really know how you change it, I don't know what you do, but it's going to be interesting looking at it going forward, uh, starting with next season. All right, I'm going to take a quick one-minute break, and then on the other side, we will look at what's going on today on January 1st in college football. 96.9
0: 96.9 The Legend is your connection to classic country legend. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows. Like Rick and Bubba in the Morning, Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m. And Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh and others. Fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America at night and coast-to-coast AM keep you company and connected throughout the night. Plus, Fox News, the Alabama Radio Network, and Wiregrass Daily News keep you informed with national, international, state, and local news. And with more musical choices like all the hits, 106.7 KMX, Today's Country 95.5 WTVY, and Music 107.7 Digio Strategies gives you more choices and more variety. Listen on air, online, and on our apps. 96.9 The Legend is just about beginning
1: all right and before we get out of here last couple of things uh today with the uh playoff games and the january 1st bowl games uh you'll have to rely quest bowl at 11 a.m on espn 2 that's between wisconsin and lsu i like lsu and that one as you heard me and matt but kind of recapping that we didn't pick this one uh, the fiesta bowl liberty will be playing oregon bo nicks is playing this one 12 o'clock espn Oregon should roll there in the citrus bowl. Iowa versus Tennessee. Me and Matt uh debated, we split on this one. I'm going with Tennessee. He picked Iowa, probably don't you gonna see a lot of points in this one with a freshman quarterback making his first start for Tennessee. That's 12 o'clock over on ABC. Then, two playoff games you'll have the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Michigan. Four o'clock ESPN, Michigan is still listed as a point and a half favorite. I like Alabama. Sugar Bowl, Texas versus Washington. 7.45 ESPN Texas is a four-point favorite, and I like Texas in that one. We'll be back on Wednesday, and we'll be recapping both of those games and any other SEC news that happens between now and then. I'll be joined by Last World College Football Managing Editor Tony Saracusa. We will recap and just discuss both the playoff games. and then I'll just go ahead and say this. I have an Alabama writer that said he would come on if Alabama wins, so that will probably be for Friday's episode of the show. Anyways, guys, remember you can follow me on social media at PJordanscc. The podcast is available over at Wiregrass Daily News or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And usually just four stars. You are just a straight-up hater. You can check out the show over on my YouTube channel, the Philip Jordan Sports YouTube channel. So hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell for all notifications. And if you leave a comment on the video, I'll also read that. On a future edition as well. Check out all my written work or last word in college football. I got a recap of the Music City Bowl over there. And you can always email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of your New Year's Day. Be back on Wednesday to recap the playoff games. Until next time. Bye bye.